Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Battlefield. I am your host, Jessica Trout. Um, yesterday, I had a little um, brain fart, I guess you could say, that um, I put my Bluetooth in and I forgot to turn it on. So the whole time I'm walking around my room with my phone set on my dresser talking, <laughs> uh, my Bluetooth wasn't on. So I had to permanently delete all the work I just done on talking about what I'm going to be talking about right now. Um, I actually had the whole, like the rest of the evening, the whole night to not stew because that sounds like I'm mad, but to brew on what I talked about with my life coach slash mentor slash friend. Um, you know, but at the same time, before I actually got to talk to her, I kind of became a little frustrated. And of course, every person who wants to help give life coaching lessons to someone, to people who aren't really coachable or they're only half-assing it, is gets a little frustrating. And it's a normal human emotion. And of course, all people who, like me, who want to give value, of course, it's going to become a little irritated because it's like, oh my gosh, why aren't you putting in the work? Why aren't you, do, get you doing the tools that I've told you to? Why are you stuck in this excuse cycle that you can't, and you're not stepping out of your comfort zone? Like, are you even using the tools? Are you using them correctly? Um, and all you get is a, I don't know, or, um, oh, I didn't do that, you know? I mean, then it's just like, oh my gosh, okay. And then I, you know, and I get told, you're not going to be everyone's a cup of tea. And you're also not, not all tools are going to work for people. I get that. Like you can use a screwdriver and sometimes it ain't going to fucking work because it's probably the wrong screw. So let's make the right screw so you can screw it in properly. Right? Okay. So this be, this, this was, I wouldn't say problem, just a little reaction that I had. It was a frustrated reaction. I don't know if any of you have gone through this or you're going through it, but please hear my heart when I say when I, when, what the things I'm about to say. Please hear my heart. And what that means, hear my heart means I care. But I'm going to firmly tell you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm taking up my time to podcast so I can help people. Okay, I'm taking up my time. I'm giving my energy. I just hope people take value from it and apply it. So, yesterday was one of those days where I was like, you know, like, oh my gosh, really? Okay. And I have friends I care for dearly. And I don't think they realize how much I care for them. They say they might. They say they probably would know. But I don't think they really know how much I really care. Because if I'm giving my time and energy... And advice to people, that's how much I care. And a lot of people don't realize that. Because I don't think, you know, it. they are not in the position I'm in. But the thing is, they can get there if they would just apply the advice or tools that I give them. The thing is, I think they're fearful what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's based on fear alone. Because they're like, well, if this person gets mad at me because I'm using a tool to talk to them, they're going to get mad at me. All right. Well, and guess what? They're mad because they were called out. Second, they know they did wrong. Third, they, they don't know what to say because they feel bad. 
then you're probably gonna be like, well, that wasn't my intention. Well, I'm sorry, but guess what? People need to learn to be wrong. You can't always be the one saying, I'm sorry. Or taking the blame for something they have done to you. I have, one of my friends blames herself for every freaking relationship that goes down the toilet. When, when the out, me, the outside looking in is not her fucking fault. They got her to believe that. They think because they're not talking to her is making her think, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. No, it's because they're fucking assholes. It's because they're deciding they, or they just don't want to hurt her feelings if something's on their mind. Or all I wanted was sex from you. Bye, ghosting. You know? It's those things that especially women make feel like shit. Okay? So this is where I've learned to get a little tough. This is where I've become, where I've learned to get tough in the right ways. Okay. I told her, you know what? Here's what you should text him. And I, I can't reiterate it all to you because I honestly do not want to go back into my freaking text message and read it. So pretty much what I said to her was text this person this. Hey, I just want you to know I care about you and I really like you. I love spending time with you. But until you get things figured out, I mean, let me know. Pretty much what I really wanted to tell her to say to that person was actually more negative. But my, I was like, you know what? No, let's do it this way. So I was proud of her for finally taking what I've said and applying it. She texts him several times. Like, not the same thing, but uh, I mean, not in the same, like, not in text messaging, but there was text, messenger, and I think Snapchat. Which, in a, in a sense, is that overboard? Yes. I told her, you know, text this person once, that whole message, and leave it alone. And what I mean by leave it alone, I don't mean check on it every day to see if this person has read it. No, I don't mean that. Leave it alone means don't even look at the name. Don't even look at the number. Don't even look at the pictures that's on yeah, your yeah, contact. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah, yeah. Because the more yeah. you get pushy, the more, especially the person who's not talking, like not really responding in a sense to because they're doing it because there's an actual reason of negative reason. You're going to feel worse, first of all. Second, you're going to get this person not respond to you. But if you, and third, if you do get this person to respond to you, they're going to do it in a way that's going to make you feel like shit. Like they're going to start yelling at you. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know what? Leave me the fuck alone. Okay. What I want her to do is just leave it alone. This friend of mine thinks that a man should define her. Women who are listening to this, that just make your stomach curdle. Because it made mine curdle. Every time I think about it, every time I say it out loud, I'm like, oh my God, that makes me want to throw up. Because even though I'm married, but here's the, I'm married to the right person. We took years to build our relationship. We took years to get over hard obstacles. Actually, there was a point in my, in that relationship before we got married that I actually wanted to leave him because I didn't think he would fucking stop. Guys, I almost left my husband before we were married. I almost left him. And he knows this. He knows I almost gave up. But the thing is, I didn't give up. But I did get strong and I said, look, 
Let me know when you're done being a fucking child. Because I am not going to be treated like this. Okay? You hear me? I am not going to be treated like this. You are not going to treat me this way. And you are also not going to, you know, you're not going to treat our relationship like we're just fuck buddies. Okay? That's not what, I thought that's not what we were here for. I gave him the ultimatum. And guess what? He chose me. We had a lot of obstacles after that, but let me tell you something. That was one of the hardest evenings of my life. One of them. If it wasn't for taking advice from people and knowing my own worth, I probably would have just said I fucking quit and I would have probably never talked to him again. And honestly, I would have ended up either single for the longest time or chose someone wrong. Which we've all done that. We've both chosen a partner that was wrong for us. We went through like shit, but here's the deal. We learn from our mistakes. I'm telling her to learn from mistakes and not repeat them. The thing is, she didn't realize she was getting herself into someone that all of a sudden changed on a dime and then they divorced. And I get it. Now she's craving that companionship because she sees that her ex moved on. And they're still going through the divorce process. It's like, really, dude? Really? I get it. I feel her. I feel her. It's like high school when, for some reason, your ex is able to move on right away and you aren't. It's like high school. For some reason, it's more men than the girls because, the women, because when men break up with you in high school, it's because they found another piece. And so that's why they move on quickly. They found another piece. They still do it till this day. I have guys my age who are doing it now. They are immaturely breaking up the best relationship they can ever have because they found another side piece that they want to be with. You know? And then women, my age still, crave, the, crave companionship because they hurt her so bad. And I get that. But there comes a point in your life where you're going to have to live for you and your kids. And if you don't have kids, then live for yourself. Become a better person or, you know, show what they missing. Show what the fuck they missed out on. Get fit or get a new haircut. Start posting pictures on Instagram every day. Become interesting. So your ex can be like, oh, what the fuck did I just do? The hell did I just do? You know? And at that point, they can call back and be like, uh-uh. But my point is, she finally took my advice. She was an excuse cycle, broken record. And let me tell you, I don't mind listening to people. If you're going to tell me the same thing over and over and not apply the tools or half-ass applying the tools, like... This is what was happening pretty much. She was sounding like a broken record, saying the same things over and over. When I said, well, are you doing anything that I've I, given you advice on? Yeah. But, okay, let me explain it this way. She was trying to hammer a nail with a screwdriver. That's what she was doing. Or she was trying to screw in a screw with a hammer is what she was doing. It's like, first of all, you're not even using it correctly. Second... Hell, you probably where you don't use it all because no. you think, oh, it ain't gonna work. No. Thing is, how do you know if you haven't tried, right? That that was my first step. When it came to my mentor telling me, Jessica, you're stuck in an excuse cycle. 
How do you know it doesn't work if you haven't tried? Have you tried? No. Well, then freaking try it. I cannot say this enough. But the thing is, I'm going to keep saying it. You know? Because why not? It's value. It's something, it's caring value to give. And one of these days, people are going to get over their damn fear. They're going to come out of their comfort zone and be like, conquering the most, biggest obstacles of their life. Did they say life was going to be easy? No. That's what people want these days. They want life to be easy. They think because society's going down the fucking toilet, they think, oh, now life's going to be easy. No, life just got freaking harder, my friend. And a lot of people made it harder. So guess what? We're going to have to learn to use tools and cope with it. So no, it did not get easier and it will not get easier. So guess what? You're going to die. You're one day you're going to go in the ground or get cremated or whatever you want to call you have a Viking funeral. Oh, you know what that is. You're going to die with life still being hard and life throwing obstacles at you. There is no easy way out. Hear me when I say, I'm going to say it again. There is no easy way out. You have to cope. You have to learn the skills to get out. It may cause you anger. It will cause you tears. But the thing is, you just cry it out, go work out, or whatever helps the good coaching, good coping skill with it, and move on. Or try something different. Don't just sit there and tell me, yeah, I tried. Oh, yeah? Did you? Kinda. There is no kinda. There is no half-ass. It's, you're fully, you fully went on with it, or you just fucking didn't do it. Okay? And this is what makes me a little frustrated. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay? Especially when a woman tells me she needs a man. She wants a man. I'm like, mm, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's my advice to you. you start using tools. The thing, only reason you're going to get mad is because you're going to be mad at yourself. But here's the deal. You're going to get mad and you're going to project that anger because you don't want to look like the bad guy. Here's the deal. Learn to be wrong. I had to learn to be wrong. I had to learn to be the bad, to, you know, be seen as the bad guy, to be better. Okay? It sucks to admit you're wrong. It does because then people, you're afraid people are going to look at you as the worst person on the planet. Guess what? Then they have no idea what it means to learn to be wrong. Then they're they're going down the wrong path. So to add on that, during the evening, after my amazing team meeting I have with my amazing team, who we just talked about a lot of stuff that had to kind of do with it. And of course, after getting coached again on the connection call, I get another little frustration that comes up. I'm like, holy crap, we just talked about this. And of course, my coach and I just talked about this. Are you freaking kidding me? I also have a friend who, for some reason, don't know why, but of course, this is where I wasn't thinking. I just kind of got frustrated. But of course, again, normal human reaction. My monkey mind was like, all right. <laughs> 
let's kind of see what happens here, see what you're going to do, you know? So first initial shock when I first saw the pictures of an engagement and I have a friend that came running to me months and months ago about how they were not happy in their relationship because this certain person that they were with treated them completely like crap, pretty much verbally, emotionally abused them. And I'm sitting there, you know, and of course I'm giving all the advice I can give, especially being married and going over the obstacles I did in my relationship before getting even engaged, giving all the advice I can. And guess what I see on Facebook? Pictures of them getting down on one knee, representing a bring out a ring to the person that treated them terribly. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Actually, I probably might. Some of you are thinking, wow, you just wasted your fucking breath. You completely wasted your energy and they still want to be with that person? How, why are you doing that, Jessica? Why are you doing that? I told you. I, how's I, I mean, I didn't know they were gonna figure things out. And if they do, great. But at the same time, that initial shock was like, are you serious? Like you just told me how, like this person cheated on you how many times, especially texting this person, uh, another person behind your back about sex and shit, and then verbally abusing you, using you, and yeah, like that was my initial shock. And, and like I said, just got done with having a connection call plus a team meeting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here's this initial shock again out of nowhere. But then my monkey mind, I mean, and you know, my monkey mind's trying everything in her fucking power to get me to be all sorts of pissed off about it. You know how bad I actually wanted to text and be like, say, um, What's going on? But thing is, that's what my monkey mind wanted me to do. Then I have to always remember, I cannot change people. I cannot change or control people. I cannot change or control situations. All I can do is sit there and be a supportive friend. Okay? No matter how much it hurts, like to see that with someone who I gave advice to and then throw it all down the drain like that. All I have to do is say, all right, you do you. I'll be here. I'll be here. So that gives them, you know, and it makes them think a little bit too. Like, okay, thank you. Kind of gives them a little space. Live and you learn, right? It's time to get mama birds strong and give them tough love. But then, you know, saying, hey, do these tools as you will. You want to fail in life and not use the tools, you're gonna fail in life. You're gonna use the tools and not half-ass it with tools, you're gonna succeed in life. Whether that be a relationship, business building, conquering fears, communication, even having mental disease that you can start coping with and actually control real well without medication. Hunky fucking Dory. Think you have found a skill set. But skill set comes 
with using tools. Now, I don't know if this certain friend actually used the tools to make the relationship better, which that's it. That was the second thing I started thinking about after the shock and the first initial wave of what the hell. And then here comes the second wave of a more calmer wave of, oh, maybe this person uses skills to help with the relationship because it's possible. It's completely possible. It really is. You know? So with that said, I thought, you know, they're gonna do them, okay? If that's what makes them happy, great. As long, and I hope that the advice I gave helped with the relationship to bring it to its level of being engaged or wanting to marry that person. So, you know, you can't control it. All I can do is be there and support and care. One last story. One last one, actually. There was a third one. But the thing is, this third one happened weeks ago. Okay, or oh, about a week ago or so. Or during the weekend. And I did not talk to my mentor about it. Because, let's put it this way, I made a decision. And I'm going to stick to it. Because I owe that to a friend that's getting married. Okay, I want to support her, physically or support her, and clap while she's going down the aisle with her new hubby. And I want to smile and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're happy. I want to hug her. That's my decision. So, let's start off with, okay, I had an abusive ex. You guys know this from my previous segments. After years of obviously not being with him, he, and I'm in college, I noticed that he's with another gal who looks a little bit younger than him, taking advantage of her. Okay, well, she thinks I'm the bad guy because of what he probably lied and said about me, which he's done that to everyone that we both knew. And I'm pretty sure no matter what, it's always gonna be just because of that guy, but that's not the point. The point is, she is now getting married to someone else because their marriage only lasted a year. After lasting about a year, she pretty much comes to me and talks about what has happened. She confides me. I support her. I'm trying to get her to, you know, not be so depressed. And, you know, I'm doing my job as a friend as well as a person who she needs her support. Okay? I am doing my job. And then she starts being with this person that's as, uh, you know, that's And so they're about together for almost a year. Okay? Great. Met him. Great. He was great. She's a lot, I, I noticed, I told her this, I said, you seem a lot happier. Okay, so forward to what happened about when I got invited to the wedding. The information box, the description of where the wedding's going to be. 
No. And who's going to marry them? My abusive ex. My ex, should I just say, instead of abusive, because I know it's a trigger for <laughs> My ex, who became a reverend, apparently, is going to inaugurate the wedding. He is going to marry them. I knew that they came to an agreement to be friends, and I swore I support her on that, but I didn't realize she was going to go to the extent of using him to marry them, and then invite me to the wedding. She knows the history of us. I, we both have been through pretty much almost the same damn thing. She knows him and I do not like each other. We don't agree. Because he will not take his side of what has happened. You know, what he did to me, he will not take that and, you know, come to being the bad guy. Like I said earlier, taking, you know, learning how to be wrong. And of course, my ex, for some reason, this ex, this typical ex, or this ex, thinks he's never wrong. Which is sickening. So, that made for a bad pairing anyway. So, she knows I don't like him, but out of the bottom of her heart, because she likes, she loves me as a friend, she invites me. Did I say that, is that a wrong move? No, it's not wrong. Because if she, this is her wedding, if she decides to invite me, I'm gonna go. And so you're thinking, well, isn't that gonna be awkward? Are you putting yourself in danger? Like, are they, are, is, the, is some of his family gonna be there? Or is he gonna hackle you? Guess what, I, so this is what I did. I pre-planned this. I said, if I can if you're gonna invite me to your wedding, this is all I ask. I ask you, to not have anybody hackle me while I'm there because this is your wedding. This is your guys' day. I want to be there to support you. I want you guys to be happy. So please, can you pre-plan with me to make sure no one hackles me? Tries to make it about them. Or, you know, or tries to even make it about me. Because that's not what I'm there, not what I'm gonna be there for. I'm strictly there for a friend who I came to know and grow with, as well as help her through the time she needed me, especially since she went through the same person I did. So, I mean, by all means, that he's one person. Okay? It's kind of like having people, the haters against you because of what you're doing and making your life better. It doesn't matter. Keep going. And that's what I do. I'm just going to keep going. I am not going to sit there and worry about what was and I'm just going to move forward to what is. I already told my husband, I made a game plan what I'm about to do if something happens. I'm sorry, guys. He's he's right. Okay, hold on. You gotta love these podcasts that where my son comes in, he's crying all the time, huh? Yeah. I know some of you mothers are like, oh, we feel ya. We feel ya. 
Because like I said, I have to stay at home. I just do this. Okay, so I told my husband I had an initial game plan, right? I actually literally stewed on this for hours after I got the initial invite. So, you know, I love my friend. I care about her. So, and I want this day to be about her and her husband. Okay. So what I decided was, I'm just going to go. Like nothing, like act like nothing has ever happened. I'm going to smile. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to be cordial. Even if he comes up to me and says, hi, how are you doing? I'm going to say, well, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And if that conversation ends right there, I'm going to go sit out. But I will not give the time of day if something, for some reason, he wants to make it a big deal that I'm there. My second game plan, or this plan just kind of goes in with the whole thing. So the second thing I'm going to do, if anything happens, anything that, you know, if for some reason it gets to the point where people are coming up to me, like, or him, you know, and I, his, some of his family might be there because they were married at one point and they hackle me and they start doing it or they're trying to get me to be in a bad place of anger or, or heck, even if it gets to a point where they're going to threaten me, I'm going to calmly leave. Yeah. No matter how much it makes me mad, I'm going to get up and calmly leave. And I will let my best friend know, like, hey, I'm sorry, but I didn't want to cause a scene because this day is about you, but I had to leave. I'm going to say, I'm glad I was there when I could see you, but I had to leave. I got to tell you, the old Jessica wouldn't have done that, though. Let me tell you, if, if the old Jessica was still here, first of all, there would be a podcast Second, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, Pure Romance and Emerus, which is a CBD company, if you are new and wondering. <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't have the friends I do now. The old Jessica would just be like, I'm going to come to your fucking wedding? Why would I do that? Why would you, because you have so-and-so up there marrying you. Fuck no, fuck that shit. Or no, why would you do that? You're stupid. No. No. Because the old Jessica had so much anger and revenge, so much of it, she didn't even know what to do with it. Because there's nothing to do to anyone. Because living far away from each other. And revenge is just pouring more gasoline on the fire. Why people do it, I don't know, and I'll never, ever foresee that to break. And anyway, anyway, My husband is worried, I know this, but I told him I'm not gonna put our child and him in the situation, especially when it has nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. When I mean that, I mean like past-wise, it has nothing to do with them. Okay, I don't want them there. Thing is to me, I just wanna be the strong person, I wanna be the better person and show up for my friend and show that I'm not afraid because it's my friend. It's my best friend. I can't, I can't let my fear 
ruin my best friend's special moment. I'm not gonna do that. When I probably get there, is my stomach gonna turn? Well, yeah, because it's normal human reaction. Our stomach turns, we feel like acids rising up in our, uh, <laughs> excuse me, so, in esophagus. And, it, and it, you know, my breathing might get a little faster, but guess what? Taking the initial step out of this comfort zone, this official comfort zone that I've taken and I actually locked myself in, you know, like this specific comfort zone that I haven't really touched for years, but kind of kept it close to me, is gonna finally break open. I'm gonna break open and I'm gonna step my foot out and then I'm gonna start walking towards no more initial fucking fear of, of you know, being in front of what was. And it's not at all. It was once, but never again will it be. Now I'm gonna keep that mindset. It, it was, but who cares? That was then, this is now. I've worked on this for so long and I'm finally gonna be able to put it into action. Be the support, be there to support. Instead of just thinking about myself and what has happened, who cares? This might even help disintegrate the closed doors that I have closed. This might even help disintegrate. This might actually help burn the actual bridge that just got old and tattered. Instead of it falling apart on its own, I'm gonna make sure I burn it completely. It might help actually a lot more than I think. Showing up and not letting anything keep me away from, pe from people I care about. Some of you were probably like, well, how do you know maybe he didn't change for the better? That's why he became a reverend. Okay, I hear you. I do, I hear you. Cause you're, you're not wrong, you're not. But here's the deal. I have not talked to this person, seen this person, been in front of this person for years since I moved from the town that we were, I was in while well, still dating. Years. It's been years. Nothing was handled. No, nothing was solved. We left it the chapter open, but here's the deal. We didn't, no one has touched that chapter to write it or close it at all. I was surprised my friend was able to close that chapter quickly. I was, but hell, if they came to something great, you know what, maybe he did change for the better. I don't know this. If he did, great. If he did, great. Maybe he's working on it. I don't know.
I guess what it's always been for me is show me, show me, show up, show me. When you show up, then show me. Don't just show up and then not do shit. Show up and show me. That sounds harsh. It does. There really is no pretty way. There's nothing to really take those words and shower with glitter and then fart rainbows on it. There is no, no, no pretty way to tarnish that. There isn't. So, after telling you those three stories, take heed. Hear my heart when I say, when you are given tools, it's not to degrade you. It's not to tell you you're stupid. It's to tell you, hey, here's something that might help. We're not, we're not downing on your intelligence of what you know and what you don't know. What you don't know and what you do know. We're not doing that. We're just saying, hey, this might help. Are you willing to try? If you are, take it and see what happens. Most people take that as, well, now you're just pretty much calling me an idiot. You're, you're downing on my intelligence. You're pretty much telling me I don't know anything. Well, that won't, <laughs> you guys, if you keep that mindset that you ain't going to go anywhere, you're going to realize you're going to be walking in a circle or you're going to stay in that same square pacing. You're not going to move a level like playing Jumanji. You don't roll the dice, right? You don't roll the die, you don't move. You don't move. Your life doesn't escalate. You're not playing the game. You're trying to find ways around to win. So you're pretty much wanting to cheat your way. Good luck. Because someone's going to catch you at some point or another. And then you're going to be thrown back into square one. Learn to take tools. Learn to use them properly. But thing is, it is up to you. It is. It really is. I know this whole podcast made me sound like a mean bully, like a lot of people like to call me. When I, when I was working, they would, when I was trying to say, hey, I can't do this all by myself, you know, I'd leave notes saying, hey, can you do this? I couldn't get it done. Or, hey, next time can you, um, you know, throw the trash away or blah, or, you know, put the wet clothes in the dryer and start it, and I will fold them when I get here for my shift. They thought I was a bully. Thing is, I went home crying because I realized I had to do a lot during the afternoon when I took care of people three to ten. I was tired. I was stressed out. Not only that, I had to take care of them, like make them dinner, give them their showers, and I had to get them dressed and put them in bed as I was trying to clean after dinner as well as maybe even dust, vacuum in their rooms. I And, no, and, and of course, a lot of the wet clothes would be left in their washer. And so guess what? I... I tackled that by going into their home early and I had to do it before they got back from their day stuff. So that way everything was cleaned up before they got there and I could concentrate on doing, giving their meds, you know, getting them to the restroom, blah, blah, blah. The thing is it still felt like I wasn't getting anywhere because every time I came back after weekends, I was off weekends, which was nice. Everything was screwed up again. Because nobody wants to do anything. 
The thing is, I even, so I started telling the administration. But guess what? Then people were like, wow, you're more of a bully for doing that. Well, they left me no choice. So I was going up to my higher up, who I thought I could confide into, and say, hey, I need a little help because what I'm doing isn't doing anything. I was doing the right thing, but for some reason doing the right thing, when people know they're in trouble, they feel like they're a bully because they know they're in trouble and they don't want to get fired and they're scared and they're fearful. When people get mad at you because they're mad at themselves and they're really scared because of what you just said. So I'm going to end with this. It ain't going to sound pretty. It's going to sound like I gave up, but I'm not going to give up. It's just my tone. Don't listen to my tone either. Just listen to what I have to say. Hear my heart when I say use the tools, but only if you want to. You want to make it a better life for yourself? Then use tools. You don't? Well, then guess what? You're going to go down the grid. And then it's going to make it a little bit harder in your life. So use it if you want to. If you want to. I suggest you do. Because when I did, my life completely changed. My perspectives have changed. I may still have those regular human emotions and reactions, but guess what? Then I'm going to come down from it and then I'm be like, okay, let me think. Let me think. Use my brain. Don't let everything else going on, especially in society, rot it and spread the poison and kill my brain cells. I don't even scroll that much on Facebook. I don't even watch the damn news. People, you're probably like, wow, you probably should. No, I don't want to because it's drama. It causes fear. And of course, it's going to rot my brain. It's going to make me believe things that probably aren't even true. I bet you there's even a cure for the coronavirus. But of course, guess what? They're not going to give it to us. I'm going to tell you why. This is my belief. Because they want to milk it because they're making money off of it. So you can believe it or you want to believe, but I ain't going to believe it. So I suggest for friends who really care about you and try to give you advice, try it. What's the worst that could happen? Right? Sorry, this, this, this segment was long. I haven't done a long one in a long time, but really, listen to the teachings. Learn to listen. If you don't want to read it from a book, then listen on here. Talk to you guys later.